Phenomenal young people, come on. Not just on the choir, the young people that are on the pulpit, the young people that are at the door, young people that are here all over this place. Give God a hand of praise, amen. In fact, everybody in here that's 40 and under, just raise your hands, amen. 40 and under, look at all of these young people, amen. Everybody in here who wish you were 40 and under, I'm just kidding, amen, amen. So I want you to give God a hand of praise. You ought to greet one of these young people and tell them how proud you are of them. Now, I know it's hard for the media to cover anything young people do that does not involve kicking down doors or marching or protesting or shooting other people. But you know what? I've come to the realization I don't need the media to tell me to appreciate the young people that are living for God all they can. So by the way, put those hands together. Let us give God a hand of praise. Give God a praise for the Francis Marion Gospel Choir, Benedict Gospel Choir, Minister Jeffrey Lampkin, and Elder Darrell Izzard. Come on, give God a praise. God bless you. Our very own. Minister Kristen Williams, give God a praise. Brother Quentin Massey, give God a praise for this young man and others. Why are you recognizing him, Pastor? Because if we don't, who will? Amen. I'm tired of all the folk that are doing things detrimental, getting all of the attention. And then join me, and I'm proud to announce of our presider, this young man, Antoine Jackson, youth minister of the church, and all of our young people, thank you. We are very proud of you. There's a word from the Lord this morning. In this year of supernatural revelation, there is a word from the Lord. This is the third series in this year. First series was a prophetic word. Second was a right now word. And this third series that consists of 12 messages found in the writings of the Psalms is entitled An Encouraging Word. So anybody in here needs an encouraging word from the Lord. This is the fourth of 12 messages. Psalms 30 verses 1 through 5. Hear the reading of God's word printed on your programs on the bulletins that are on, on the screens that are above. Hear God's word. Verse 1, I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes, my enemies, rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you. Anybody ever cried out to the Lord? And you healed me. Oh, Lord. Somebody say, oh, Lord. You brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive. That I should not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Verse 5 is where the subject is found. For anger is but for a moment. His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Now here it is. Tell somebody here it is. Weeping may <laughs> don't miss that word. Weeping may it may not even last a night but it may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning and the church that loves God's word said amen amen catch the hands of someone standing next to you and here's the subject for this fourth message in the series 
That's called an encouraging word. Squeeze those hands and encourage somebody and say, joy in the morning. I look back and say, it's coming. Amen. Clap those hands and give God a hand of praise. Joy in the morning. Yes to every devil in your life. I told you you will not endure the night. Tell them it's coming. It's coming. Joy in the morning. Listen, my brothers and sisters, and to those that are joining us by way of internet and radio, we all have had times in our lives in which it seems as if, and even those of us that are saved and are believers, times in our personal lives in which it seems as if nothing could go right. I wish I had a real church this morning. <laughs> times in your life in which it seems that what could go wrong has gone wrong. It just seems like you go from bad to worse to what the country folk used to say, wassa. And now don't y'all act like y'all never heard some of your relatives say wassa, okay? Amen. It just seems like things are just bad. And they get even worse. Times in which we experience great sorrow. Times in which we experience great pain. Times, yes, in which we have had some great and heart-wrenching disappointments. May I keep it real. Listen, these times that I have just talked about have been described as terrifying, unsettling, uh, heart-wrenching experiences. And sometimes, yes, they are simply called nightmares. Somebody say nightmares. We all have had nightmares. Things that frighten us at night. Things that look as if it could destroy us. Things that seemed as if, if it happened. I don't know how I'm ever going to survive it. Somebody help me shout nightmares. Nightmares. It is important, however, to make this notation. It is important that you understand that no one, regardless of who you are, how saved you are, what your position may be in the kingdom, how much money you have, what your family name may be, no one is exempt from these type of experiences. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Solomon writes, there's a time and a season for everything. Time to mourn, time to be sad. So no one, regardless of how often you come to church, no one is exempt from nightmares. Help me say nightmares. Listen, I heard this wonderful quote uh, that blessed me as I was preparing this message. And it says that we do not choose our nightmares. They choose us. Come on, no one would ever choose to have a nightmare. Amen, somebody. Nightmares choose us. Sometimes they happen without warning, without notice. Things can quickly turn in our lives. Job understood this when one morning he woke up and he was the most successful man in the country. He had more worldly, earthly possessions than anyone around him. And before the sun set, Job had lost everything. One piece of bad news after another. The text says, as one left, 
another negative messenger came. He said, not only have you lost your cattle, but you've lost your sheep. Not only that, but they came and says, your children were in the house celebrating, and they all have lost their lives. How quickly things can turn. How quickly nightmares can choose us. How quickly we can go from being happy and so-called, quote, successful to not having anything. That's why I tell people all the time, don't you look down on anybody. I don't care how well you may be doing now. Don't you turn your nose up on anyone. For easy come, easy go. You may be up one day and you'll be down the next day. Can I get a witness? We all have been there. Listen, throughout the Bible, throughout the Bible, the word night has often come with negative and sad connotations. For when we hear the word night referred to in Holy Scripture, it oftentimes means a time of despair, time of suffering, times of heartache. First Samuel chapter 15 and verse 11 says that Saul, King Saul, was rejected by God at night. And it said he cried out to the Lord at night. For Jesus was betrayed by Judas at night. Somebody say at night. For Jesus writes in John 9 and 4 that I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day. For when night comes, no one can work. Paul and Silas were locked in jail at night. Somebody say at night. So it doesn't matter how deep you are or the anointing that is on your life. None of us will ever escape night. None of us will ever escape hardships and hard times. However, the good news about all of these type of experiences that we may have gone through, all of the experiences of trouble and hardship and heartache, the good news is that they don't last forever. Ooh, I'm preaching to somebody right now that the enemy tried to fool you. Enemy tried to convince you that it's going to be this way the rest of your life. Enemy wanted you to know that you're going to live in this nightmarish experience for the rest of your life. But tell somebody the devil is a liar. They don't last forever. Uh, for night eventually turns into morning. And weeping turns into joy. You heard the young adults earlier that said he turned it. All I need are just a few witnesses who can identify personally with eventually the morning will come. Can I get a witness? Oh, the old folk understood this when they say it won't be this way always. Anybody know the trouble doesn't last always. I told uh, Deacon Lumpkin early at the 8 o'clock service, Mother, I fondly remember the old church doing testimony service. Every now and then, somebody would break out with a song called Trouble in My Way. I had to cry sometime. Anybody know about this? I laid awake at night. But that's <laughs> all right. For Jesus will fix it after a while. I need some old school folk, some old church folk that said trouble in my way. Anybody ever had to cry sometime? But Jesus 
fixed it. After a while, anybody know that God made a way out of nowhere when the devil thought he had you and the devil stole your joy. God served notice on the devil. You can't have what you did not create. And somehow you got your joy back. I need some real folk who's had your backs against the wall and you didn't know how you would come out and you thought it would be over. But somehow nighttime turned into morning and weeping turned into joy. And what started out as a pity party ended with a praise party. And you told the devil, if you had your way, I wouldn't be here today. Come on and testify. Joseph, Joseph said, let me testify. He told his brothers, I know you sold me into slavery threw me in a dark pit and went to the dungeon. But that's all right because what you meant for evil, God meant it for my good. Don't fool me now, but I feel my preaching anointing coming. I need a few folk that God took your enemy's evil and turned it into your good. Can I get a witness? I don't need a whole lot of folk, just a few folk that don't mind standing one time and waving your hand in the air and say, Pastor Jackson, I am a witness that God would take what the devil intended for evil and turn it around and make it for my good. Can I find one witness is there a witness on the balcony? Is there a witness on the choir? Is there a witness on the deacon's row? Is there a witness on the mother's row? Anybody know God will? Turn it around. Encourage somebody and say, neighbor, don't you dare think about giving up. It's not over until God says is over. And what looks bad on Friday night becomes Sunday morning resurrection. Every Friday crucifixion can end in a Sunday morning resurrection. Is there a witness of one somebody? The enemy thought he had you, but three days later, God will make a way out of nowhere. Oh, y'all better sit down before church breaks out because somebody is about to holler right now because you know what the devil intended your life to be somebody is about to give God a praise right now because you know what almost happened to you you almost died at night As somebody is about to give God a hallelujah shout right now is there anybody in the house that said, I've got to praise him? If you only knew how dark things were. If folk only knew how sick you once were. If folk only knew how close you came to dying but all oh, excuse me tell your name 
I've got to put a praise on this. trying to get to the text but perhaps you gotta come back on Tuesday night for every nightmarish experience God has joy in the morning with your name on it he is the God of transformation who can transform weeping at night into joy in the morning. Listen, in this psalm, David writes as he normally does out of his own experiences. I told somebody just the other day, some folk God allows you to go through a whole lot because he knows you got a lot to tell people one day. Any witnesses? Some folk, God just take you through all kinds of stuff because he knows that you're going to encounter a whole lot of people that you can bless. And so David writes this psalm based on his own experience. It is believed through the historical context of this passage that David is now the king of Israel. It had been a long time coming. He had been anointed at a young age, perhaps as early as age 17. And now he is a fully grown man sitting on the throne. But it was not easy. There were folk who despised his anointing. I'm here to tell you that if you think haters hate you now, wait until they figure out how anointed you are. For all of my young people that are here, if you think folk don't like you now, wait until they figure out that God's hands are on your life. Tell somebody they really won't like you then. So David went through a whole lot. His mentor, King Saul, turned on David. But eventually he survived Goliath. Eventually he survived uh, the Philistines. And yes, he survived Ziklag. And now he sits on the throne. Woo! <laughs> There are those who think that once you arrive, Pastor Bradley, people think that it's all over. You, you've arrived, you got your title, you got your position. People look at you and think it's all over. I had somebody tell, tell me once, I used to pray for you so hard when you were a young man. I said, you need to pray even harder now. <laughs> because it seems like the higher I go up, the more demons I have to encounter. How many of you know that it is not ever over? I've got a news flash for you. The devil does not ever give up. He fights until the very end. And so even with David's success, Satan begins to fight and, and he, he touches the hearts of the people and even David's disobedient heart as a king, David did not do all that God had asked him to do. And God sent trials and tribulation. David had some valley experiences. One of those experiences was believed to have been a devastating plague that happened somewhere after the beginning of David's tenure as the king of Israel. A plague. That, that, that raped the land, plague that devastated property. And many of David's uh, folk that he led became sick. 
Historians like Josephus in the antiquities of the Jews tells us that many of them lost their lives. Yet even David himself became gravely ill. David was sick even to the point of death. Now let us try to imagine David's mindset. He had survived Goliath and Saul's evil intent, but yet he was on the throne sick, about to die. You can imagine what the enemies of David would have said. Let me tell you something. There's nothing more your enemies desire than to see your demise. Don't you think that everybody who's cheering for you are for you? Uh, there are a whole lot of folk that were waiting on David's demise. And so David in his mind uh, could have gone something like this. Lord, you brought me from a mighty long ways. I sit on the throne and now this plague has wreaked havoc on the land. And even my physical body is at the point of death. It was a dark time in David's life, a very dark period in which his back was against the wall. However, the Lord, his God, the Lord, his shepherd, sent deliverance and healed the land Heal David's body. How many of you know that God is still a healer and a deliverer? Now, this is what I like about David. I told the church this morning, who you are will come out of you no matter where you are. Let me say that again. Who you are will come out of you no matter where you are. My granddaddy used to put it like this. The blood of the beast make the beast come on you can take folk out of a situation but it's hard to take the situation out of folk am i right about it and so who you are will always come out and so david knew that before he was king he was a praiser and a worshiper ah am i right about it and he has always been a praiser and a worshiper. And so worshipers praise God and worship God. And David knew that he had always been grateful for whatever God had done in his life. So having delivered the nation out of the plague, having touched and healed his body, David did what came natural to him is that he began to worship and praise God. I wonder in my mind how many of you still know how to give God a praise after all that God had done for you. Is there anybody in the house that say, Lord, I'll still praise you. In fact, I got to praise you. The scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't fool me now, but is there anybody in here that know that God brought you from a mighty long ways and you happen to come to church and sit by somebody who's not as animated as you are? Somebody who perhaps is not as emotional as you are, but tell your neighbor, excuse me. I don't want to get on your nerve, but you are sitting next to a praiser. And every time I think of what the Lord has done for me, I must praise God. My hands may go up at any time. I may open my mouth at any time. And from the depths of my belly, I am... I, Is there anybody in here that will give God a praise without warning? You, you, you don't need anybody to 
ask you to praise God. All you need to do is think of one thing that God did for you. Baby, you wouldn't be in nobody's college if it had not been. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, I've got to praise him. Brother Jeffrey, there are a whole lot of people that God has blessed that got too cute. You too full of yourself to give God a praise. But I need you to get on the devil's nerve. That's right, baby. Run if you have to. Jump if you have to. Scream if you I, I, I. See, earlier I saw Daniel and Freeze jumping up and praising God when the song say he turned it around. Now you may look at those two brothers and say it really doesn't take all of that. But if you went through what they have come through, somebody you would be praising him so listen David the worshiper not the king <laughs> writes this passage David, having been delivered out of sickness, picks up his pen and writes Psalms 30. In verse number one, he writes these profound words, I will extol you, O Lord, you have lifted me up and not allow my enemies to rejoice over me. I like the way the NIV translation put it. It says, Lord, I thank you for not allowing my enemies to gloat over me. How many of you know if your enemy could gloat, they would gloat, but God, brought you out before they could gloat, before your enemies could, could rejoice over your demise. God picked you up and brought you out. And then in verse number two, David gets personal. Some of us are too cute to tell the truth. You're too up at it to let folk know how bad it used to be. But I don't care what you think about me. There have been times in my life where pork and beans and weenies were my main meal. And I had to borrow money to put in a Volkswagen without air condition. I don't mind you knowing that God has brought me from a mighty long ways. David said, I cried, I cried to the Lord. Anybody ever cried out to the Lord? And the Lord healed me. And the Lord delivered me. Let me see the hands of those who ever cried to the Lord. And the Lord healed me. I love verse number three. Look at the text in verse number three. Verse number three says this, Oh Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. I should have been dead sleeping in my grave, but God made death behave. Anybody in here know you ought to be dead 
right now when the enemy thought you were dead and you were dying God made a way he said you brought my soul up from the grave look at the second clause of the third verse it says you have kept me alive Woo! hate to bother you but touch somebody and say neighbor the only reason I am alive today is that God kept me anybody know he's kept you he kept you he kept you alive when your enemies came upon you to eat up your flesh they stumbled and fell Somebody shout, the Lord kept me. The Lord kept me that I should not go down in the pit. Woo! The reason you can sing your song is because God has been good to you. Then David turns to the nation and says, sing praise unto the Lord, you saints any blessed folk in here let me see the hands of those that know you are blessed then you ought to look beside somebody and say then you ought to praise God with your blessed self as blessed as you are how, how can you just sit there and don't ever give God a praise I, I, I know you don't have to praise him every Sunday but touch somebody and say every now and then even with arthritis in your knees, you ought to hold on to the chair and just stand up. Look at your neighbor and say, I may not do it all the time, but every now and then, if I can't say a word, I'll just wait. If I can't stand to my feet or say a word, I'll just wait. My hand, has God been good? Has God been good? Has God been good? You owe God a praise. Has God blessed you? Has God made a way out of nowhere when the devil thought he had you? Listen, listen. Verse number five. David said, this is for every hater in my life. Verse number five is for everybody who thought you would die at night. Everybody that thought the enemy had you where he wanted you. For God's anger was but for a moment. But his favor, somebody shout favor. That's next year's theme. Somebody shout favor is for life but I like this weeping may endure for night but joy comes in the morning grab somebody by the hand and say neighbor I stopped by to tell you if you can just hold on a little while longer Something good with your name is on his way. Leave your seat and jump up and touch two people and say joy is on his way. I stopped by to tell you that nighttime is almost over. Good God Almighty, who am I preaching to? Hug somebody and say, neighbor, I know it's been rough. I know you've been through something, but I just want you to know 
that night time is almost over. Joy, joy, somebody shout joy. Y'all excuse me, but I just remembered some nighttime experiences. Woo! And here's what God told me. Here's what God told me, Deacon Kennedy. Here's what God told me, Mother Jackson. God says, Sean, in the midst of the worst times in my life, God dropped a word in my spirit. God said, you've got to understand that the only way you can get to the morning is you've got to go through the night. I wish I had a witness. I need you to bless somebody with that word. Look somebody in the eyes and say, God said the only way you can get to the morning, you've got to go through the night. You can't get to the morning without going through the night. But when the night is over, I wish I had some praises. But when the night, but when the night is over, but when it's over, I'm gonna be blessed like I've never been. Hang in there. Touch somebody, say hang in there. Encourage somebody, say hold your head up high. Cry if you have to. Mourn if you have to. But the good news, it will not last forever. I can see the breaking of a brand new day. I heard, I heard Acts chapter 16 says Paul and Silas were locked in jail, but at midnight. Let me tell you something. I've got to bless you with this. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, just because it still looks dark doesn't mean it's not a brand new day. For a new day starts at 12.01 while it's still dark. You got to wake up, thank you, Deacon Marlin, in the middle of your nightmare. And God reminds you that it's almost daylight. You got to understand that I know how to praise God for a brand new day while it's still dark outside. I need about 100 praisers to put a praise on a dark night that's about to turn into a brand new morning. Come on, come on. I need about 200 folk to leave your seat and come look me in the eyes and say, Pastor, night is about to turn into morning. Woo! Encourage somebody and say night. Come here, brother Ed. Night is about to turn into morning. You already have the job. May I touch and agree? I got to touch and agree. Already done. Already done. Already done. Already done. Already done. Already 
get it done. Joy! 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 Somebody shout joy in the morning! Clap those hands. Clap those hands. Listen. In order to get to the morning, I think that should be my social media post, Brother Jeffrey, all week long. I, I need to put that on the board so y'all can send it to somebody. Say, in order to get to the morning, you must first go through the night. Listen to what Peter writes, and we're done. First Peter 5 and 10, the New Living Translation. Put it on the board. First Peter 5 and 10, the New Living Translation says this. So after you have suffered, whoo, I'm going to wait till they put it on the board. I want you to see it. Tell somebody the devil is a liar. Amen. First Peter 5 and 10, the New Living Translation. Ooh, we need to declare this word together. Amen. We need to declare to everybody stand to your feet. We need to declare this together. Ooh, we need to declare this together. Look at the second clause of that verse. In fact, let's start from the beginning. In his kindness, God called you to share his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. In other words, God wants you to share something. This is the part I like catch somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, so after you have suffered a little while he will restore support and strengthen you and he will place you on a firm foundation so tell your neighbor you've got to go through something for just a little while come on Zion Come on, Zion. Praise him. Praise him. Come on. Come on. It's almost over. It's almost over. It's almost over. Somebody else leave your seat and come stand in the house and declare it's almost over. The worst of it is almost over. The worst of it is almost over. God is about to turn your situation all around. It's almost over. Night is almost over. It's almost over. Put your arms around your neighbor. Say, neighbor, the devil could not stop you. He could not kill you. He could not destroy your family. You have survived the worst of it. Now, joy is about to come. you to praise him I dare you to praise him praise him Woo. the last thing look at somebody catch somebody by the hand 
and say, neighbor, something good will happen in your life after this. excuse me but I need some praises something good will happen in your life after 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 this Get ready, get ready, get ready. Tell somebody, get ready. Tomorrow is a brand new day. This week will be the best week in somebody's life. Somebody's about to get a miracle this week. Somebody's about to be. Please excuse us. I know it's almost time to go, but just before the devil gets in and prays, you've got about 30 seconds to leap for joy and say something good is about to happen in my life. This after get ready for a brand new day. Get ready. That's right, that's right. You've got to put a praise on it because after, after this, after this week, after this day, after last night, something. somebody say you ain't seen nothing yet tell him yeah touch a young person say you haven't seen anything yet about to happen after Woo! you better learn how to put a praise on it
Lift those hands all over this place. Somebody, God is about to transform your midnight weeping into morning joy. Something, look at somebody and say something good is about to happen in your life after this, after this nightmare that you've been going through. Woo! You went through it for a reason. After the nightmare that you've been going through, God is about to turn it around. The Winans put it this way. Ain't no need in worrying what the night is going to bring. It'll be all over in the morning. Woo, ain't no need to worry what the night is going to bring. Tell somebody it'll be all over in the morning. Come on, choir. Yeah. Ooh. Lift those hands. Ooh. Listen, listen. Ain't no need to worry what the night is gonna bring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be all Amen. Put the camera down here. I don't know what it is yet. No need. Speaking to somebody right now. around somebody it'll tell them it'll be ah uh, yeah you have survived the worst of it yeah yeah Here's what I have come to the conclusion of. If the devil could have gotten me, he would have gotten me a long time ago. <laughs> For the enemy is the master of deception. If the enemy could have stopped you, he would have stopped you a long time ago. Your family is going to be all right. This is just a nighttime experience. Sooner or later, the morning will come. It will be a brand new day. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come. Ooh. Tell somebody it's coming. It's coming. 
I know it hasn't been easy. Some of you are struggling with hardships and heartaches right now. But I'll stop by to tell you, whew, on this last Sunday in the month of September, in the year 2016, that it'll be all over whew, in the morning. Come on and tell them again. Ooh, ah, yeah. In the morning. morning. In the morning. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It begins with a relationship. What separated David was that David had a relationship with his God. That's what you need. There's a reason you are here this morning. Some of you, God is asking you to make that decision, to commit to something greater than you. The reason we join churches, the reason we commit our life to the Lord is because we serve notice on every demon in our life that there's something greater than the demons you struggle with. You've got to commit to something greater. You need people praying over your soul. Your family needs to be covered where two and three touch and agree and it shall be established. If you have no covering, then you have no protection. God says, I'm calling you out of darkness, out of midnight, Walk in the newness of a brand new day. After this prayer, to those of you that want to take that next step, just meet me at the altar. You don't have to be perfect. In fact, David was so far from perfect, <laughs> but he had a relationship. When you have a relationship, the Bible said love covers a multitude of faults. God's love covered David. Even when he had done wrong, even when the enemy thought he was about to die, God delivered him from the grave, pulled him up out of the pit. He would do the same for you. After this prayer, just meet me at the altar. Amen. We would love to provide your spiritual covering. We want to touch and agree. If you're in school and you need watch care, we, 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 we want you to know that God has something greater for you. I don't always do this, but every now and then God gives me a prophetic anointing. And I saw in the midst of my sermon, God says this week, starting today for somebody, is going to be a brand new day and a brand new week. Tell somebody nighttime is over in your life. The nightmare is over. Lord, we thank you for this message. Thank you for this service. We thank you for all of these young people, from Francis, Mary, and Benedict, all over, Lord, University of South Carolina, South Carolina State, Allen, wherever they may be from. We say thank you, Lord. We declare and decree that the nightmare is over. Ooh. Joy is coming in the morning. Lord, we as a congregation shall declare all this week that the nightmare is over. Joy is on its way. Thank you, Lord, for blessings we don't even yet see, but we know they're on its way. Thank you for joy in the morning. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. Those who know it is so, said amen, amen. Put your arm around somebody and say it's almost over. It's morning time. Come on, if you want to make that commitment, meet me at this altar. Come on, young man, young lady. Come, I'll, I'm waiting on somebody right now. Walk out of your comfort zone. It'll be all over. Come on, that's right. Come stand right now. Thank you, young man. That's right. Heed the word. Look at God. Come on, somebody else. Come on, stand right up. 
Come on, somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Come on. In the morning. Others are coming right now. Come on. Where are my altar workers? Come on. Come on, altar workers. Come up here. I need you to hug me. In the morning, come on, somebody walk out of your comfort zone. God is calling you right now. Anybody need God to turn a situation around? God is about to turn it around for you right now. Come on, in the morning, walk down those aisles and stand. Yeah, 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 in the morning. Wherever you are, God's calling you right now. It will be. Give God a hand of praise for these that are here as we take them in the back. Come on in the morning. Come on, encourage somebody in the morning. What an awesome, awesome word from God. Touch your neighbor one more time, say it is coming in the morning. <laughs>